podcast where once a week we argue that old chestnut, which is better, X or Y. Also, a chestnut appreciation podcast. I am your host, Tyler, the urban outfitter of this podcast. I am your co-host, Jordan, the juicy couture of this podcast. And I'm Kevin, your anti-host, and I am the midnight velvet of this podcast. I have no idea what either of your things were. I got I got Lucy Goosey and Midnight Velvet. I don't even know if those are brands or stores. Juicy or Couture cloths. Yeah, you don't know is, what Juicy Couture is. Yeah, is, isn't that those pants juicy, that say Juicy, juicy along Coulter? the butt? Yep, those are the pants that say Juicy on the butt. Yeah, everybody <laughs> knows that. Oh, the Juicy Coulters. Everybody who's gone to an eight a.m. <laughs> college class has seen that. Oh yes. <laughs> Right on, Dr. Coulter. Um, and wait, what's yours, Kevin? Uh, Midnight Velvet is a uh, is a women's clothing brand for the upper middle class, I guess. Oh, just like oh, Kevin fantastic. is a man for the upper middle class woman <laughs> class lady. No, I'm just, I'm I'm aiming up. Give me lower upper class. That's what <laughs> I'm going for. Well, welcome. We are a podcast where once a week we take questions by you, the listener, versus questions and would-you-rathers, and then we argue them out here on the show. Also, this episode, um, we are sad to announce the the passing of Jordan's tonsils. Uh, you know, they fought long and hard, but, you know, the... The ravages of time, the awful responsibility of time, got the better of them. And yeah. So, Not uh, to mention the surgeon's knife. Yeah. <laughs> Went snicker snack, man. Just like that vorpal blade. Yeah. Down in the Jabberwocky. Left the, so, left the tonsils dead. Jordan, despite us- usually being the source of energy on our show, <laughs> uh, is going to is going to be a little more subdued <laughs> this episode. So uh, he appreciates your condolences. Any flowers you can send yeah. him. Well, uh, at least I won't have to deal the with the tonsil stones thing. anymore. So it'll be good. Is that is that anything like kidney stones? Um, you it's got... way grosser. Hey, Wiki, it, it's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> so so moving you... right along. Ninjas from one podcast, gross thing to another. A Wikipedia podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. Our first question comes to us from Eric Anderson. Thank you, Eric, who would like to know mullets versus comb-overs. Go. Whoa. Um, are we are we talking about popular hairstyles on the Facebook corner? <laughs> That's right. Are we talking about comb-overs wherein someone is combing over a bald spot? I think we or, have to be. Or just yeah, because like I real... mean. Cause like I've I've got a I've got a you know a distinct widow's you got a, a swoosh I to can't, the side I, I can't help but comb my bangs over. Tyler has more. Of I an... think I think we're talking about I think we're talking about uh like bald middle. You take some of that some of that front hair practically side. side you take some of that really long sideburn. <laughs> and you just kind of comb it. You just right over. grow your beard hair real long and then you swoop it up. Over your um, head. And tie it in a bow. 
Yeah, I, well, mm, wow. Well, there's that guy from Game of Thrones who has wicked long sideburns and then ties them in a knot under his under his chin, which is awesome. That's, I think that is the equivalent of a beard comb. That over. is a beard over. If you just if you can't grow that middle bit, you just kind of take it and tie it. That is. Can we agree that's the greatest of all hairstyles? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, you gotta take that, that is... take that rabbit around the tree and then down through the hole. So that is that is clearly not on trial here because it is the greatest of all. But um, so we have the bald spot comb over versus business in the front and party in the back. Well, it's two it's two distinct emotions that are going on there. I mean, for the comb over, you've got shame and the covering of shame. You know, <laughs> the the veritable fig leaf, if you will. Um, and uh, for mullet, you just got just unbridled. Uh, you know, eighties partyism. Idiocy. Yeah, partyism, idiocy. Call it what you will. Uh, Reaganomics. Idiocy? I don't know. Do it. Uh, idiocy. <laughs> there it is. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and weigh in and say that I think that that attitude is a lot more annoying than the broken spirit of a of what? A husk of a man. What? Oh no! Oh no! Kevin, I'd rather. I'd rather have somebody who's living life to the fullest, who's throwing it up, or things throwing. Or even may he rest in peace, Patrick Swayze, the champion of the mullet. Oh, that's true. Our hero from Roadhouse, where pain don't hurt. So the mullet makes you in, impervious to pain. That is true. Yeah, I mean, um, so many heroes of our age are rocking the mullet. Um. Solid yeah. Snake from the the venerable uh, video game franchise Metal Gear Solid. What's his proud, face proud from Escape from New York? Uh, every Kurt Russell film from the eighties. <laughs> uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Was yeah. wait was Kurt Russell the one in Escape from New York? Yes, he was. Ah, uh, yeah. As as Snake Beautiful. has there has have there been any action heroes with a comb over? Um, I, I don't know if has. I don't think so. I mean, so. There even is... been, well, has there even been anyone worth mentioning with a comb over? Maybe. That uh, one character it... from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, Kip. Kip's gone. Oh, because he is everything that everyone <laughs> wants to aspire to. Well, he did. He Great did, example there. He he ended up with a lady. Hello. Yeah. But that that sweet dude with the all-American flag bodysuit, I think he had a mullet, didn't he? He, he did. Or did you're, he just have a bandana? Correct. <laughs> In Japan, men with comb-overs are called barcode men. Or bakodoito. Nice. <clears throat> so, just so you know. Which, in fact, that does work. <laughs> Next time you see someone with a comb-over, bust out that QR code scanner on your phone. <laughs> and just... Just find all the products that they See need for their up. hair. <clears throat> Scan it, and it will take you right to the TGI Fridays website. They're running some delicious deals. You should check it out. So, <clears throat> I mean, that's that's a plus of the comb over. It's, it's it's at least informative of restaurant deals in Japan. I I can get behind you know even if it is misguided. The man who's like, you know what, I I just kind of, I want to feel the wind running through the very back and bottom of my hair, to, but I want to kind of have that clean cut look in the front. 
even if it does look terrible. But I can't really... The mullet is one step way too close to the rat tail. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Which every time I see a child with one of those, I just know that there's some parent out there who's like, yeah, they want this thing. They want to like oh. not have this one strip of hair cut until they're 13. Oh, gosh. And they want it to be in the one part of their head where they can't even like reach it because their arms are too small like a little T-Rex. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I can't. I can't get behind the the rat tail at all. There's a lot of Nickelodeon episodes featuring rat tail kids, and it's <laughs> it's it's just a horrific cavalcade. Um, I think another thing about the mullet is that the '80s were, <clears throat> let's be honest, you know, not the brightest of decades. Well, hold on. I mean, the '80s did produce this podcast. That's true. They are a corporate sponsor. Oh, good point. Um, they they said they said we'd never get sponsored by an entire decade, but well, I was we I was born it. in the year of eighty seven. Kevin in the year of eighty eight, and Tyler, I believe, in the year of eighty nine. That's true. Right, oh, but God, but when it. did we blossom into boyhood? It was the nineties. It was under the watchful eye of Viacom. So, oh, gosh, uh, yeah, in an age when we didn't have to worry about our parents inflicting mullets upon us, right? At least I didn't. Um, but, but, you know, I, I think too, that if you were really a, a stone cold man and you were losing your hair, you would just go Patrick Stewart on that, on that head of hair. You I got agree. And just don't even bother. Just make it so mm-hmm. and engage that razor and just, just let it shine. Make it so stop the grow. <laughs> that was, it that looks, was the it looks good. Sticker. I mean, it, it looks good that, that short kept hair to, you know. It shows that you're 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 in touch with reality. That you're not you're not trying to hide who you are. It's you're you're owning it. Yeah, it's it's honest. Whereas the mullet, the mullet owns something. It just owns all of the. It owns all the real estate on top of your head. Yeah, it it owns partying and working. It's I mean. When you're working for the weekend, what are you going to wear? Are you going to wear a comb over or are you going to wear a mullet? Probably a mullet. And everybody's annoying. working for the weekend. See, the thing is though, if you if you have a mullet, you are you are working for an endless weekend because you're unemployed. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh that uh but but I think you're equally unemployable if you if you're trying to hide hide yourself under that comb over. Because interviewers can mm-hmm. interviewers no. can smell fear and inadequacy, you know, almost as much as they can smell that gel that's caked on your head to cover that that bald spot. I wouldn't hire a guy with a comb over. If I'm an employer and I see someone with a comb over, then I think, oh, here's someone that you know I that needs this job and that won't get all uppity. Whereas if I see someone with a mullet. I'm like, this is a guy who's going to set off fireworks in between the cubicles. Oh, so you think he's too, the mullet is too dynamic a, hair, too a awesome. hairstyle that it threatens yeah. the very work, workplace dynamic. Because really, yeah, you're, you're business in the front, but you're always party in the back. There's no stopping that party. You yeah. can't take the party out of the business. What right. about the brilliance, though, of the mohullet, the mohawk mullet combination? <laughs> 
I believe that's actually the um the dining hall that all deceased mullets go from battle into Mulhullet. <laughs> and they are they are gathered up by mullet Valkyries and toasted by mullet Thor. Also, Ooh. I would be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the combination of the comb over and mullet, the skullet, uh, which is obviously the combination of the two is just so much worse than both of them on their own. Oh my gosh. I, I didn't even know that existed. Is that possible? Yeah, it's it's possible. It's definitely I'm gonna, I'm, I'm picturing it right now. I'm and it's grabbing just all an image wispy. for you. It kinda oh. looks like the territory of criminals and bad people. There's a there's a picture for you that I'm sure Tyler will put up on the Facebook, but well, we we need to move on. So, what is your verdict? Oh, gosh, this is this is difficult. <laughs> this is difficult. Uh, go do me last. I don't know. I'm gonna side with the mullet because you know I, I've trusted Patrick Swayze so far, and he has not led me wrong. And uh, he's he's got great company on his side. And honestly, I love Yarmer Yager and. He is the king of mullets, and <laughs> I just, I, I gotta go with the mullet. I am going to go with the comb over, because I, you know... You're three years away from it. I love surrounding myself with people who are weaker than me. <laughs> that's that's really all I, that's all I... You're got. already kind of rocking a bit of an emo over, so... Oh yeah, it's it's... <laughs> It can go over the eye if I so choose. <laughs> if you if you so, I can. I've got a. And... I've got an. I've got a nice Bieber flip going on. So. <laughs> oh wow! So it's down to me. I think I'm gonna have to go mullet because how else will will our children know how to party unless it's passed on to them by the holders of the mullet? I I think that. If we if we threw all of our eggs in the comb over basket, we may never know what it is again to party hard. Right. There will always be comb overs. I feel like the mullet was a once in a once in a century hairstyle that we need to honor and respect. So, Eric, next time you need a haircut, don't even worry about the backspace, all right? Just leave the backyard unkempt yeah. and uh, you know, clean up the front. That's that's all anyone driving past sees anyway. Just leave the so back forty about to it. grow and and flourish into a forest, and just do that mullet. And all right, so I want to get serious for a second. You know how every episode we say that you should just share the show with someone you love, or even better, someone you find don't love. someone to love, ah, and then then marry them and then then show this show with them i do i recall well, that eric but... did exactly that he done he done got it and got his wife lindsay to also send in a question what? this is this is this is our first marital bliss on the show you're welcome eric and lindsay for your happy marriage uh we we tried real hard to uh to to keep it going 
I didn't yeah, get just invited remember, to the wedding. We'll, we'll always be there for you. I I was in the wedding. Um, we made a uh, we made a human pyramid. Uh, so it was it was pretty bombastic. I, I was there uh, in spirit. Lind- <laughs> Lindsay would like to know yo mama jokes versus you might be a redneck jokes. Oh gosh! Oh, I thought I'm glad we don't have to deal with that's what she said jokes because yeah, at uh, least no. we can throw those out. Okay, right out of the gate, I'm gonna go ahead and say. From from a comedic standpoint, yo mama jokes are kind of you know they're they're um they're the jokes of the masses you know everybody just kind of passes them around you know has a good laugh whatever you know it's nobody really takes them that seriously. You might be a redneck. I wind up getting covered in germs. What's <laughs> you might be a redneck is is the sole career ship that that Jeff Foxworthy has tied himself to, and yep. said you know what. I don't need to make any other joke in the world. I just need to make this one joke over and over and over and over and over Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. In case our listeners don't know an example of a you might be a redneck joke. Hey, Kevin. Oh, gosh. Yes. (laughs) You might be a redneck if you're at at your, your country dance. And uh, when somebody yells "hoedown," you throw your date on the floor. Who 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 is identifying with these jokes? Who who is saying yes? That is my life experience. I can't. Oh gosh. So so to know that like that that is an acceptable form of professional comedy, and saying like, "Hey, that's we're gonna pay someone to tell those jokes." And other people are going to say, hey, we're going to pay to listen to those jokes is the saddest thing on earth. It's sadder than puppies dying. It's sadder than the fact that uh, any of those TV shows that you liked got canceled. I I was trying to picture one. I was like, no, I'm (laughs) not that one. I'm pretty much glad uh, all the current TV shows that got canceled got canceled. I can't really. Not Whitney. Not Arrested Seinfeld. (laughs) um so oh gosh i just hate so that uh, that's a pretty strong argument for me yeah and i feel like it's within i feel like it's within what Lindsay was asking to also include uh uh what's his name's uh the getter done guy oh gosh larry the cable Uh, cable guy i feel like that's also in the spirit of what she was bringing up The thing is, redneck jokes, okay, those are, like, he's poking fun at rednecks, but whatever, I mean, they've earned it. Whereas, my mother is a saint, and I don't want anybody making fun of her. And if I was in someone else's shoes, I wouldn't want somebody taking, making yo mama jokes about, about my mom. So I don't want to perpetuate. Tyler, I think you're, you're losing the spirit of the yo mama joke. The the yo mama joke is so old that it's it's approached like an art form. The yo mama joke is so old that when Abraham said, "Let there be light," that joke was there. Yes, <laughs> and then it sat around the house. <laughs> when kind that of enc- joke it encompassed sits the, house. the house, but I mean, oh, it's God. it's like. It's like a, it's it's approached art form status now. It's it's very similar to 
to puns. Like you're not going for something, you know, extremely witty. You're going for the groaner status with the yo mama joke. I, at a I, at a certain point though, so. it, like the yo mama joke though was like the that was the currency of of junior high of sixth grade was whether you know you could best someone in yo mama joke uh, combat. You know, it was like it was like jousting. So I, I guess the real question that we're asking here is, who would we rather spend time with, middle schoolers or Jeff Foxworthy? Or Jeff Foxworthy fans. That's true. Ugh. Ugh Jeff Foxworthy By the way, fans. I, as, as a side note, I do know that Abraham did not say, let there be light. I was just going to say when, <laughs> when he got circumcised, but I was like, that's not, there's no reason to bring that up on a podcast. But But I just did. I just am the most squeamish human being. Uh, I can't, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think I can accept anybody making fun of Mama Crumb Ryan. Well, I think, no. But it's not your her. mama. Yeah. It's yo. It is my no, mama. No, no, no. It's yo mama. It's, no, it's if you. Yo, you're thinking it. you're thinking of yo mega. This is actually a, a series of jokes that poke fun at your matriarch. No, Tyler, this is if if uh, you grew up on the streets and you had a ghetto mama uh, who who gave birth to you on the streets, which you did not grow up on the streets. These insults are hurled at this fictitious mama from the streets, not not your lovely mother who lives on a mountain and listens. Yeah, I I really do think it's it's a (laughs) hypothetical mother. It really is. Nobody, nobody actually thinks that when someone's mother sits around the house, she sits around the house because she, she would be a giant then, and she would right. she I would mean, go marry Paul Bunyan. Nobody's mother is he actually would be Paul that Bunyan's fat. child, and that's 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 libel. Well, and not even it wouldn't even be that fat. It would she would have to Jeff be- Foxworthy is pointing out hard truths, whereas yo mama jokes are just they're they're creating a reality all of their own. A false one, a hurtful one. Uh, but Jeff Foxworthy's reality is dumb. It's just dumb. Jeff's, Jeff Foxworthy's reality is spent in a trailer yard. Uh, in See, but it's not beaters. though. That's the thing is that he doesn't even live like that. He is rich and has a really nice house and a really nice car and a and huge closet full of flannel, full of flannel and full of work boots. And full of painter's pants. So it's it's a double insult on that front. Because it's just like, hey, I know my audience. I'm nothing like them. But I know who they are. The crappy, you know, white trash that they are. And I'm just going to play straight to that. Mm, that is pretty insulting. Yeah. What a terrible person. This is a tough one. I don't know. I, I My mind is made up. Should we take a final vote? Jordan? Uh, I'm going to side with Yo Mama jokes, and I'm pretty sure Tyler, Tyler, the only reason you're not going to side with Yo Mama jokes is you're afraid that your redneck neighbors will will burn down your house if. You... <laughs> hey, my neighbors are delightful, even if they do keep free range chickens. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. I'm I'm going with Yo, Yo Mama jokes because I I think Jeff Foxworthy is just. He's a terrible human being. He's the opposite of Jabba the Hutt, who is a wonderful human being.
You might be a redneck if you still oh, respect just... the role that a mother plays just... in a traditional home. That's so just the worst. I, I will go. go back Everything to your is mouth. wrong. I will the... go with you. you. Might be a redneck joke. So, Lindsay, next time you're looking for that perfect icebreaker at a party, I just to bust impress out your new your mother-in-law. Best, yo. Just bust out your best yo mama joke and they'll 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 appreciate it. They'll welcome you warmly into their arms. So thank you to both of you. Up next, we have a fantastic question from Matt Barnett, who's actually one of our listeners overseas. He is listening to our show over in the UK and wanted to make a special point to say that it reminds him of uh, the the wonders and delights of the the big and the brave, the bold, the USA. So we're happy to provide that service for you, Matt. And he would like to know, would you rather be married to someone who only talks to you through a Miss Piggy Muppet or insists that you always call them Slagathor the Destroyer and announce it at the top of your lungs whenever they enter a room. In both situations, this is your ideal mate in every other way. Okay. It's just these two things. For, for the sake of this argument, I'm going to assume that my tonsils have fully, or the lack of tonsils have fully recovered, that I could actually scream Slagathor without my it. throat dying. If- if anything, marrying this person has has imbued you with with stronger stronger vocal cords. Wow. Also known as strongles. Strongles. Which is what you're gonna say. Um, well, now is it? Do I only have to call them Slagathor the Destroyer when they enter a room, or like if I ever say their name, do I have to say Stragathor? Their name. Their name is. Slagathor the Destroyer. So, so like if and we're... in addition to that, you have to hail them every time they come into a room. Okay. What if you but enter if we were... a room that it... she is already in? Um, Husband of Slagathor to... the Destroyer <laughs> has entered. Um, you don't need to hail them, but if you if you want to acknowledge their presence and speak to them, then you're going to have to address them. So, like, but, there's but if... no there's no hey honey. There's like, hey, Slagathor, the destroyer. But so if there's we're no, there's a no pet names. Like, dinner. I can't say Slaggy. No. If we're can't having a romantic hey, candlelight dinner, do I have to? So I don't have to yell her name. Like, oh, 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 Slagathor, the destroyer. I love you so much. This is wonderful. No, you I think you do. You. Or can I just? You say wouldn't it? have to shout it. Okay, I wouldn't but... have to shout it. You would, but you would have to be like, "Oh, Slagathor the Destroyer, you're the, you're the apple of my eye, you, the jewel uh, of my soul. You are the destroyer of my heart. Um, the destroyer of worlds." <laughs> um, uh, on the other side of the coin, did did Matt specify it has to be Miss Piggy voice? Wait, is she using a Muppet or is she just using a Muppet voice all the time? She's using a Muppet, definitely. She is talking to you through the Muppet in the Miss Piggy voice as well. Do I have to talk to her or do I have to talk to her through the Muppet? Well, she's going to address you through the Muppet anyway, so 
I think that's something you need to work out as a couple, but you're not obligated to. Yeah, do that's like there's that one Batman villain, I think his name is the ventriloquist, that like you don't even bother acknowledging the guy working the dummy. You're just talking to the dummy. Um let's but assume there that are... you, are, you are married to the ventriloquist. Um Oh man, I... then Bruce Wayne is after me. I got I gotta deal with the Batman. Well, that's a risk you're gonna have to be willing to take. But she is the ideal wife, otherwise. Yeah. Man, Miss Piggy is like the the loudest and just most obnoxious of the Muppets. Uh, I don't know about that. Name one I, that's more obnoxious. She is also a strong, independent woman who can judo chop people mm, for you. That's true. Uh, who I thought judo chop was will... the realm of Austin Powers. Uh, Miss Piggy uh, uh, pioneered it. Well, no, she, well, she, yeah, she's a black belt in judo. That's so she can judo. It's in her. Well. It's in her newly published biography. Right, and and it's on her acting resume. So, although Slagathor is probably some kind of Norwegian Scandinavian descent, right. though, so she's she's probably she's probably got those those fine features. Well, they probably well, both have fine say, features. They're both ideal. That's true. Well, she's probably it's a Viking princess. She's probably got some Viking swag to give you as a dowry. I'm going for mm-hmm. that. Would be awesome, you know. Well, here's here's and my question: jewels and the like. What exactly? What exactly has she destroyed already? To get the name Destroyer, like she must have destroyed mm. some things. Like, what if she's gonna start like destroying all my high quality electronics? Well, no, she's the ideal mate. She she won't do that unless your ideal mate would. In which case, you you must hate all your CDs and stuff. We really have to look at it through other people's eyes, because this is our our ideal made already, except for this thing. I don't want to rip people's eyes out. Which is, you're going to be, would you rather be at a party and people see you talking to someone who is working a Miss Piggy Muppet, or be at a party and hail your wife as soon as she enters as Slagathor the Destroyer? And have them paranoid about what she's going to destroy next the entire time. If you were in a public place and people see you talking to the Miss Piggy Muppet, they might just think that you know the person that does the Miss Piggy Muppet, uh, you know, voice and puppetry. And so they might think that you're a celebrity, which would be awesome. Frank Oz, noted director and Muppet actor. Uh, Exactly. They might think that the woman you're with is Frank Oz. Which would also, by extension, (laughs) mean the woman you're with is Yoda. Oh, mm. who wouldn't want to be married to Yoda? Ideal mate, am I right? Yeah, he's he's gonna live for nine thousand years, and he's travel size, <laughs> and he's so easy to understand. So I don't know. I I feel like socially there would be less stigma with the Miss Piggy puppet, ironically, than the Slagathor, because people could just think that you're you're hanging out with the Muppets. Plus, I mean, Muppet Wife... That's true, and who wouldn't want to do that? Right. Muppet Wife can probably, you know, earn her own keep. I bet she's she's probably working on Sesame Street as a Muppeteer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not working Although, on the streets of Sesame Street, but uh, she's... Yeah, I mean, she's probably a successful, successful woman. Um, 
And uh, but, Slagathor has probably killed every single employer she ever has worked for. Which is awesome. That's um, true. I mean, it's awesome, but... It's pretty hot. It, it's, I mean, that, the only person she hasn't <laughs> destroyed is you. Well, then you're okay. Um, I, the the Miss Piggy Muppet scenario, though, could maybe belie some, some deep-seated psychological issues, though. If she's using a Miss Piggy Muppet to, to talk to you. I mean, what's what's going on? You know, Slagathor to destroy or the destroyer. I get that she wants to blow stuff up. Okay, so do I. I don't know. You know? Slagathor to destroyer sounds like she has some daddy issues. Well, like, I, oh, I think... daddy is a, a mighty Viking king. He's destroyed so much, she, but he's he's you know dead set on loving. He's up in Mulheta. He's up in Mulheta, <laughs> but he's. He he loved his his first son, uh, Colgath, the undying, the relentless, the two-faced, whatever. <laughs> who you know, Slagathor never got the attention she craved and deserved from Jordan, from Daddy. And Jordan, you're actually just describing the new Pixar movie. Yeah, that's oh, the yeah, entire brave. plot. That's right, that is brave. I'm Cars sorry. three. Uh, spoiler alert for everyone. <laughs> spoiler alert. Cars 3 has a lot of Larry the Cable Guy and Vikings. Spoiler alert. Why are they um, making a sequel to Cars, the Cars franchise, called Airplanes? That's the dumbest it, idea ever. Are they really? That's yes. an amazing idea. How could they not? Unpopular, unpopular opinion. I think Pixar really dropped the ball when they made all of those animated Barbie movies. Those were just the worst. Um, but playing, playing off of Kevin's comment about psychological trauma, you can't just think, yeah, this is the deciding point for me. You can't just think about yourself. You've got to think about future generations. Mm. Think about your kids. Yeah. Cause, oh, oh, hey, little Janie's going off to school. And what's she going to do when she realizes that not everyone else's mother is a stuffed pig? With a high voice that just karate yeah, but chops things. Would you all the rather and... Janie be introduced at roll call as Janie Crumrine the Destroyer? Because you took both last names. <laughs> because you're a progressive couple. We hyphenated our name. Right. Yeah, Crumrine the Destroyer. I think I would much rather have have young men who are interested in dating my daughter. Uh, know that she is a of the destroyer line, <laughs> then, then have have to explain her her Muppet mother to them. Well, also Slagathor the destroyer is a girl who's going to get the kids to soccer practice on time. You know, she is That's gonna true. she is gonna pack in that minivan and she is gonna road rage her way straight to soccer practice, straight to Glee choir. That's true. Uh, we didn't even consider the fact that she's with, probably a tiger with mom. a muppet oh, on your course. arm. She muppet wife is unable to drive anywhere. Well, or cook. at least not That's... practically. Or cook, which is a big problem. Unless she is a really, really good muppeteer, in which case she has an extra arm. Oh man! No, wait! Oh, what if she used the Muppet to drive? So the Muppet's really driving. Oh, wow. So if you get pulled over, guess who's getting a ticket? The Muppet. Elmo. <laughs> Miss Piggy and Miss Piggy is going to talk her way out of that ticket. Oh, oh yeah, she's shoot. just going to bat them lashes. Yeah. So I—that's you know—that's the deciding point for me right there. That's that's what—that's the game changer your, for me. Your project. I, I want. I want I want Janie. 
I want Janie to have a a Viking destroyer warrior princess mm. mother. Yeah. And not one made of felt and foam. Yeah, Tyler, I gotta agree that, with you. I Because that ain't no way to raise a baby, honey boo boo child. I want my children to have a strong female role model. Because uh, goodness knows I am not going to be a strong male role model. So you're going with Miss Piggy then? Uh, no, I'm going with Slagathor the Destroyer. Cause, All right. Yeah. Because Miss Piggy, I think, is the strongest female role model. Uh, really? Not Maybe not the strongest human role model. Even stronger than the Destroyer? Oh, I think Miss Piggy could easily have a destroyer tag to the end of her name. Yeah, could be. But I don't know. I, I think people people would mess with you less just on, on, on the hearing of the destroyer. You know, all right, they're going to back away. You might have to get into a conversation. And you wouldn't have everyone and their cousin trying to get you in YouTube videos if, if your wife's not a Muppet. Mm, that's well. true. I kind of want that, I'm still though. going with Muppet Wife because I would be hyper concerned that, you know, of all the competition that, you know, what if Conan the Barbarian walks into the room? What if He-Man or, or and Conan or the Masters, what if He-Man and or the Masters of the Universe show up and she falls <laughs> for for him? It's like, I don't want to I don't want to have to deal with potentially losing Slagathor, whereas I know my Muppet Lady is going to be is going to be with me through thick and thin. And she'll probably sing me Muppet songs. Jordan wants to have a psychologically weak wife that he knows he can dominate. That's not true. I want Janie to have the best mother, the best father, and the best felt puppet creation parent possible. My three parents. Speaking of The Muppet Wife, that is the title of the upcoming Decemberist album. But, so, Matt... If you find, if you find that lady love of yours over across the pond, and it just so happens she is of the proud destroyer lineage, don't even worry about it. It's meant to be. You'll make it work. So thank you very much for sending us your question from all the way over there. Up next, we have a question from Melissa Lobach. Who would like to know Liger versus Centaur? For those who are not familiar, a Liger is a cross between a lion and a tiger that is also like way massive, huge, and got real sharp claws. It's not to be confused with Tiglons. <laughs> which, which is actually. A, which is a laser spitting. What is that? Now, a liger is a, a cross between a male lion and a female tiger, where a tiglon is... Wait, a, why? Why female tiger? A tigress tiger. Let's use the correct term. And a ti okay. tiglon or a tigon or tion, depending on how you want to term it, is a cross between a male tiger and a lioness. That's just That's just goofy. Either way, big cat. Versus half human, half horse. Uh, a la um, a wrinkle in time. Centaurs can can travel through time, right? They can wrinkle no, that they can time. Just wrinkle it, and just, they, <laughs> they can just just wrinkle it slightly. It's can, like, oh, I can't really see that time very well. It's kind of you just come back to your dorm and like, ah, who's been who's been sitting on my time? <laughs> I just washed this. 
Uh, now I'm going to have to iron it and I don't have an iron. I'm just going to have to warm up the bottom of a pot real hot. And then I'm going to have to run it over my clothing, which does work while wearing it. (laughs) While wearing it. Centaurs are also pretty much the pretentious hipsters of the Harry Potter universe. Yeah. They're just like, uh, we don't don't like what's I thought Harry Potter was the pretentious hipster of the Harry Potter universe. No. With those glasses and all those scarves. Yeah, and that scar. That's classic hipster. And the most the most annoying character in the Artemis Fowl series is a centaur, which is a cross for that. So that's no good. Well, ligers are pretty beastly, and they can definitely rend you asunder. But if man is the most dangerous game. Centaur is at least like the second dangerous game because he has opposable thumbs. He has, you know, arms with which he can wield a bow, can wield a sword, he can wield a gun. He can equip himself in all sorts of ways. Whereas a liger, like, you know, you th- you throw that thing in a bathtub and it's just going to be crying for the rest of the evening cuz it's all wet and it doesn't like the water. Well, plus centaurs are usually ripped. Like they're jacked. Like, like yeah. razor sharp abs, and you know, just just perfect pecs, and uh, and and rock hard biceps and triceps, and and you know, storceps. Kevin, are you looking at a picture of a centaur right now? Uh, no, I, I just know I've met a lot of centaur, cent centaurs, cent centaur, centaurex, centauri, alpha centauri. Yeah, I've met I've met alpha centauri, and he's not as cool as you would think but he is jacked like he can lift a whole bus over his head and that would be pretty sweet to hang out with that you know like that kind of you know i i would never fear getting beat up in gym class again not only because i i'm not taking gym class because i'm done with school but also because, <laughs> because i'm a i'm an adult because, i'm a grown man because i'm i'm <laughs> i'm out of school and i i run my own life dang it um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I think, I think that would be pretty bumping. And then if you're like, oh shoot, I, I gotta get to, you know, I gotta get to work. I'm late. Oh, you just jump on the back of a centaur and he rides you straight to work faster than you can wrinkle. Wait, he rides you. Oh, I mean, you ride He him. rides you straight to work. Yeah. Good point. No, you ride him, uh, straight to work. So he's kind of like a chauffeur. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't Basically, think you could yeah. get a liger to show for you. That thing's just going to tear you apart. That's true. They they know nothing but but killing. Yeah, unless you give them some warm milk, and then and then you got them. So you you were okay with the destroyer in the last round, but now you're against ligers for being destroyed. Well, the destroyer was not going to destroy me. Ligers. The destroyer, gonna... yeah, was loyal to us. Yeah. So. There's no, there's, you know, no hope for me against a liger unless I have, you know, some kind of spear implement and it was, you know, just a, just a battle of, of uh, primordial proportions, man versus beast. And then we'll see what happens, but I'd probably lose. So that's why I'm not going to go for it. What, what do you think over there in the tonsilless corner? Well, there is a lot and that lot is there's like a billion lots 
more fan fiction written about centaurs than there is about oh black. god oh no no <laughs> oh, we don't man, need that's to go a there really good point we don't that need is, to go there that alone is how much how much sanity could we save if we cut the centaur out of existence entirely i mean it's it's the perfect creature for the the horse loving girl she's like well i love horses but i also love humans what if there were horse humans that's a good point Ugh, centaur fan fiction would be just the dregs. Just the I think that worst. yeah, like I don't know. I like the two. The two are equally fantastical, but at least you're not gonna fall in love with a liger and then have to deal with that whole, you know, star-crossed situation. You're either gonna tame it or you're gonna fight it. Two options. That's true. It does. You don't have to worry about That's... communicating with it. Yeah. You know, because look, I you know I I lead a pretty busy life. I don't have time for for centaur romance. I do have time to kill a liger, though. So I, you're right, Tyler. It, it makes your life a lot simpler just to go with the liger. That's um, true. and and the fan fiction argument. But is very in a convincing. fight, in a fight though, in a fight though, I still got to say that the centaurs just have more options. Yeah, they do have six that, appendages. Yeah. Yeah. Four legs and two arms. That that seems a bit unfair. Which, as we all know, appendageliness is next to managerliness. So that's a pretty pretty strong thing in their favor. Do you get that from the Teamsters website or where's that where's that low can we where can yeah. we cite that? You're thinking of handiness is next to dandiness. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> The the well-known <laughs> adage coined by Benjamin Franklin. Uh, um, yeah, but I don't know. I I just think that if you're gonna if you're gonna go fiction, you might as well go with some simple fiction. Go with that liger. Well, liger isn't even fiction. That's fact. You can look that up. Really? Wait. Wait. You, what? They have, they have Ligers are liger. real. Oh yeah, ligers are real. I mean, this is what? real stuff. You can breed ligers. They are the world's largest cat. What? what? They are here. bigger. They are bigger and larger than both lions and tigers apart from each other. Oh, then that makes this easy, liger. Because centaurs don't exist. None. Ligers are are real, real things. Yeah. You put them in a fight against each other, and it's like, oh, hey, here's here's this giant cat versus. This binder full of fan fiction I just printed out on the college's budget. <laughs> Tyler, why are you doing? I mean, that? the Liger's gonna win every time. Yeah, but what if what if through science for an independent study we could create a centaur? Oh, it would be a horrible mess. It would then be. It would that's be not. Yeah, that's centaur. not a world I want to live in. Yeah, it would be like a Franken centaur. And yeah, actually, I'm looking up pictures, and ligers don't look all that bad. I, so, so actually, I'm changing. They're my actually because... friendlier. From what I've read, they're friendlier than lions or tigers too. They seem to actually, I mean, they're huge yeah, and they th they never stop growing. But they 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 tend to treat their trainers pretty well. They never stop growing. So if we That's... can keep a liger alive indefinitely, it would swallow the world. Pretty much. I'm not. I'm not going for that. Then that's horrible. You can also find ligers who they've raised in a box this entire life. Uh, sold at the farmer's market, so it's square-shaped, like a cube. <laughs> it's the Japanese. They engineered that one. 
It's more compact for the city. Um, I'm going to go centaur then because what if some mad scientist tries to engineer a liger the size of the world and he just eats it like a like a berry? I don't, well, I don't think it gets certainly it get, eat. It doesn't get that big. You said they never stop growing. I mean, they get pretty big. The Guinness Book of World Records I'm reading here uh, reported that there was an 18-year-old liger that weighed 1,759 pounds, so about about as much as a small car. What are we talking about? I'd like to hear that drunken or... conversation in a bar. <laughs> I'd like to see two men, you know, pounding Guinnesses. I bet there's a liger. There's been over 100,789 pounds. That's my entire joke. Great joke. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> I would I would tweak it, but we need verdicts. Ligers just look kind of lame. It's like, "Hey, here's a big old fat cat." It's like if I wanted that, I would just I would read Garfield, but I don't because I don't want that and I hate cats that complain about Mondays which a liger would invariably do if we gave it the power of speech. So I'm going I'm going the centaur carpool lane. The L in liger does stand for lasagna. <laughs> so that is a fair that is they a fair love it. point. They can't they can't get enough of it. It's all they eat in captivity. Jordan? I'm gonna go with Liger simply because during the course of this discussion I went on DeviantArt and looked up Sonic Centaur and it existed. So <laughs> Yeah, I saw that, and it it did make me die a little bit inside, but but not as not as much as how lame ligers actually turned out to be after all the hype. If it's a fight, I'm going centaur. But when it comes down to pure old preference, I'm always gonna gonna side with the realsies. I gotta go with my own real real living pieces of nature for life. So, thank you so much for the question, Melissa. And next time. You have to choose between Liger or Centaur, then go ahead with that Liger. Because that Centaur, it's just going to break your heart and also create unrealistic expectations for men. So, sorry. And that is all the time we have for this week's episode. Thank you so much, everyone who submitted questions. Uh, if you would like to submit a question to the show, you can email us at ninjasversuspodcast at gmail.com. That's versus VS, no period. You can get us on Formspring, formspring.me slash ninjasversuspodcast. Catch us on the Twitter. The handle is the same. Or you can find us on Facebook, which is where we will post most of our extra content, where we're always looking for questions, where we're always chatting with folks. So get on there. There's a new layout. We got timeline going on. So come on down and it'll be great. We'll be best friends. Rates, reviews, and subscriptions on iTunes are helpful. But as always, we'd much rather you just share the show with someone you love. Thank you to Animal Tropical for our intro, 20 Miles. And thank you to Sparrows and Crows for our outro, Ultraviolet Bliss. And keeping with our ninjas versus theme our final question for the podcast tonight is ninja versus hockey team yes ninja 
versus hockey team. Go. One ninja versus an entire hockey team. One ninja, entire hockey team. You gotta gotta go for it. Um, who's gonna who's gonna win? Well, I I gotta say ninja because that hockey team has probably had a little bit to drink before the game, so they're probably a little tipsy. And that ninja, you know, he is a master ice skater, sans ice skates. So he's just gonna zip around. He's gonna kill all the hockey team and score all the goals before the first period's over. Uh, I'm gonna go with hockey team, but you know, what if this what if this hockey team is non-existent, made up just now, spur of the moment, minor league hockey team, the Tokyo Ninjas? Wouldn't that be ninjas versus ninjas? <laughs> that could cause the universe to implode. I was just gonna say that's probably what would happen, so nobody would win. I will go ahead and say hockey team. Because not even the the finest samurai blade can block that knuckle puck. <laughs> and so, with that, that is our episode. Thank you so much for joining us. As ever, I'm your host, Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time... Slagathor the Destroyer! That's perfect. Goodbye. Gonna have a summer party Where we dance out in the sun We're gonna bounce and shake our bodies And we'll be dead when we're all done Tired from all the fun and games We'll hit the ground Let the grass scratch up our legs And we'll soak in the ultraviolet bliss Harmonicas are basically just used by Bob Dylan. As he plays for a fourth grade. <laughs> for a fourth grade gym class. Dodgeball needs a theme song. Yeah, dodgeball. Kids throw the ball at the kids. Yeah, the dodgeball. So, I, I hate Bob Dylan. I can't stand. I do too. The rimbly ramble of his his trimbly tramble. His, his jimbly so, jamble.